So, next up is our Shazam review. Now, this review was only done by me, Lawrence. Roland didn't get a chance to really watch it, but he's going to react to some of the things that I say as I go on. All right, so straight out of the gate, I think a lot of people who saw Shazam thought, or Captain Marvel, better name, that's trademarked by Marvel, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> they can't even use his own name. It's... I, I run, I, they didn't even give him a name through the movie. Yeah, in fact, I, I'll just jump straight to the, the tiny little bit of spoiler. He refers to himself as Shazam, and I think that's kind of what they're going with in the movie. It's kind, it's kind of weird. There's this whole montage of various names they try to give him, like Captain Twinkle Fingers and other dumb shit like that. <laughs> right. But the movie is is really good. I, I put this up there with, you know, Spider-Man, kind of Iron Man, kind of initial origin story movies. Now, it isn't the equivalent of Aquaman. And I think the reason why is I think Aquaman had like two to three times the budget. So obviously, you know, it's going to be a bigger budget movie, bigger, you know, advertisements, all that kind of stuff. And um, if this movie had that same budget, I think it could have been on the same level. But since it didn't, it's kind of a little bit below that. Um, as far as, you know, a theatrical experience. Now, as a movie by itself, its story, characters, and all that, it's actually above Aquaman. It's above Wonder Woman. Oh. It's actually their. It's actually DC's best movie to date. Um, so if if you're even on the border, without even giving you a number offhand, I can say you should go see it. The movie is very nice. straightforward. Um, it's very straightforward. It's not quite. It's action oriented, but I wouldn't call it purely an action movie it's not like superman versus batman or even iron man it's more it's more on the level of spider-man where he's you know he's gaining his powers it's kind of a, a coming of age story but as at the same time a coming of awareness of one's power and effect on the world them around them and he kind of fills that shoe it's 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 comedy in the way that Deadpool is. And it's not, it's definitely not a kid's kid's movie. Like a lot of people going into this thinking Disney-esque uh, movie, you know, mostly for kids. When I went to the movie theater, there was maybe one or two kids. The rest of the audience were adults. And Well, I, I personally, just from the trailer, I thought this would be a great movie to take my kid to see. It, it definitely is. But it's, you know, it's no more a kid's movie than, say, Wonder Woman, right? Or Aquaman. Okay. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? You could definitely take your kid to go see Aquaman, but it's, Aquaman's for adults too, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not aimed so it's, at kids. At it's, while, it's definitely grounded in a little mix of both, right? Yeah. And I think, interesting enough, that might be why he's at that border age of 15, 
I mean, technically, he's supposed okay. to be 14. Everybody everybody who reviews, reviews the movie says he's 15. He's 14 going on 15. He refers to himself as 15. But he's technically supposed to be 14. So the movie's very interesting. The, the character is very funny, very fun. The whole movie, it, it, despite there's, there's, there's these moments of dour content that is Deadpool-esque. Um, there's some uh, gruesome deaths scenes, which, which you probably won't even see in like Aquaman or anything. Like you see people dying, but by laser beams or some shit. Um, yeah, wow. The, the 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 director definitely brought out his horror-esque um, abilities and placed it in the movie because you can definitely see a lot of the stuff that he has an influence in. And uh, Zachary, uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Levi or Levy, Levi probably. L- I think it's Levy. I see. I've, I'm not either. Positive. I've heard it pronounced so many different directions, but but the the actor is. F- fucking amazing the the kid actor and there's one line in the whole movie that the kid actor i don't think he sells and that's the one where the the bullies are picking on his uh foster brother and he makes some quip and it sounds it sounds it doesn't sell to me that's the one bad line in the movie everything else is spot on everything's amazing like the the villain like everybody's looking at the villain everybody's thinking black adam should have been the villain or whatever they really sell it with the villain. Um, he's an original. The weird thing is he's an original villain. He's one of the very first villains. And he's supposed to be this kind of scientist. That kind of, you know, this, the brainy trope of a, a villain. He's supposed, he's supposed to mimic that. But in this movie, he doesn't. He, he does. He, I think he has a PhD or something. But other than that, he never uses it. Right. Um. Okay. Yeah, from start to finish, it's 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 amazing. It maintains a pace. Every scene is amazing and well done. It's very little here that they they messed up. Like, there's nothing that kind of catches off guard. There's and at the same time, it's it's the basic plot line of a superhero movie. But the weird thing is, despite that, we haven't had too many of those. Like, the only one I can even recall is Captain America, Iron Man, and maybe Spider-Man. But those have been, those are so old now, they're so far in the past, that there's been nothing new to come out with that kind of genre. Yeah, I think one of DC's problems was they wanted to jump right into the meat yeah. of, of the, of the, yeah, stuff, they didn't give any of the characters you know. any time to, to grow or any of that. That was a huge failing for, that was the big reason why justice league failed is a bunch of characters kind of just mushed together and pushed out the door. Right. Yeah. I mean, and Ben Affleck still hasn't put out his Batman story. And as far as I know, he's off the whole project altogether. I don't even think he's playing Batman anymore. Yeah. I, the last I heard, he's done. He's done that, with it. That's, that's really another thing is Christopher Nolan, uh, Zack Snyder. They've, they've both brought in this, this Batman-esque theme to every character. And it's, it's not been a good thing. 
you know, and you see a lot of their movies suffered pretty badly due to it, actually. Yeah, I think uh, along those lines, I mean, one of the things that Marvel got right was each character stayed true to each character. Yeah. Right? Like, Captain America wasn't a copy and paste of Iron Man. You know, he was not, uh, he didn't, he didn't have little quips and, you know, this kind of upper crust attitude and I'm smarter than you kind of attitude. Captain America was Captain America. Now, if they had tried to make Captain America act more like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, Captain America probably wouldn't have went over as well. Each each character has their own origin, their own story. They're they're grown before they're, they're you know before they're they're sewed yeah. or whatever. Um, I think I had that backwards, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Each each character has their own you know moment on the screen. You know, Superman, the one covet of his Man of Steel has his own moment, and Wonder Woman does too a little bit. But you know, it's after Justice League with Wonder Woman. They're not int- nobody's introduced to Wonder Woman until after Justice League when he's when she's used. Just like Aquaman, and Aquaman isn't given a movie until after Justice League. It's like they did it so ass backwards. It's strange. If they would have gave each character a lead up to Justice League, that would have made a lot more sense. You know. Well, if they'd have gave their three mains. Uh, you know, if they'd have done the a, a solo Ben Affleck Batman movie, we didn't need the retelling of the origin story, just a solo Ben Affleck yeah. Batman movie. Then a solo, you know, then we have the Man of Steel, and then we could have done the Wonder Woman movie, right? That's our three mains, right? Yeah. And then pushed it out and introduced, you know, the Flash and Aquaman as side characters in this film and and the Justice League film and then did their own solo movies, I think that might have went a little better. I mean, that's not going to say it's going to fix that entire movie because it it just wouldn't. I mean, the biggest and the best thing that's happened to DC Universe is that uh, Christopher Nolan's not working on it anymore. Like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if he's responsible or if somebody else is responsible, probably Zack Snyder, because he kind of does that kind of stuff with the 300, the unique cinematography. Like the, yeah. um, you know, Suicide Squad, uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they all have this drab color style. Like they have this vignette of uh, almost like a dolling of the colors. It's strange. They're trying to make it more... Batman-esque, and I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Not every character is Batman. You can't just copy Batman onto everybody else. Yeah, I thought Man of Steel was okay, but like you're saying, the color scheme was all grays and blues. And And Batman, or I mean Superman, Mm -hmm. sorry, Superman has always been the bright yeah. shining symbol that when like he's he's the guy that that floats around in the daylight he's not you know he's not he doesn't need to creep yeah. in the shadows that's His not who he is color scheme did not make sense 
I make no I mean, Superman's supposed to be the Boy Scout of the fucking DC Universe. Don't try to make him darker. Like, and they, they even went with his story or darker direction, right? Um, right. Like, I don't know who's responsible for that. I'm glad they're gone, and these, these like, Aquaman, fresh take. Shazam, fresh take. Two best movies so far. Nice. And the whole fucking DC lineup, Aquaman and Shazam, you know? Nice. Yeah. Now, now I'm really excited to yeah, see it. It is really good. Um, it's actually the best DC movie. I, I like. It's not as epic as Aquaman. Do you saw Aquaman? Right? It's it's pretty epic. I uh, haven't watched. Aquaman well, it's yet. it's a huge epic movie. It's it's high budget, nonstop romping fun. You know, there isn't a lot of plot there. There isn't a lot of um, you know, there's not a lot of cerebral action going on technically neither is Shazam but there's a little bit more to it than Aquaman Aquaman's kind of like by the numbers ass kick action comic movie story you know well I mean when you have Jason Momoa I mean that's kind of what everyone yeah, exactly. wants to see and, right like the girl the girls all go to see bare chested <laughs> Jason Momoa the guys all see, go to see Jason Momoa punch somebody in the fucking yeah. face and the movie is budget, you know, budget heavy. There's so much CGI in that movie. They could, there's more CGI in that movie than probably the last fucking four DC movies. It's, it's just, it's all over the place. It's high budget, high fun. Shazam's lower down to the earth and it kind of like, it kind of elevates from there. And it's amazing. I'm surprised that they only, they got away with the, Like they say it cost them $80 million. I am shocked that they got away with the movie just eighty million dollars because it it seemed more like a higher budget film. Well, when you have uh, when you have a good when you have a good director, a good editor, and a good production crew, you can take that low budget and make an elevated movie. Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds to me like that's that's the case yeah. here. Now with Aquaman, I don't see how you could manage to do a legitimate Aquaman movie Massive without budget. Yeah, without CGI. It's be all underwater, right? I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, there's no way you're going to get sharks and shit to coordinate <laughs> the way you. Yeah, need them to yeah. Do, right. Yeah. Um. So just in closing, Shazam. It's an excellent movie. I would call it a mix of Spider-Man and Deadpool in a weird way. Um, it's not profane in the way Deadpool is, but it's, it's cheeky and lovable kind of way. And the Deadpool character is in the movie. And, um, it's, it's, it's an amazing movie. You should definitely go watch it. Um, I, I usually give this maybe an 8.7 out of 10. Definitely a go see. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty damn good. Um, and I'll go into a, yeah. Now, were you going into the movie? Were you a fan of the that's, comics, though? I mean, was was it one of your go-to a, comics, or was it one of those I see it every once point, in a while? And maybe I'm a little biased because of it, but Shazam is like the number one movie that I wanted to see out of the DC lineup to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
I, I put him up there with uh, Spider-Man as far as childhood favorites. Um, yeah, my three favorite characters are, well, four if you want to count a villain is um, Spider-Man, Shazam, the Joker, and um, yeah. oh, Wolverine, of well, course. Everybody Batman. loves Wolverine. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean... I think that's the the first thing that every teenage boy oh, sees, right? Yeah, I mean, when you walk into a comic book store and you see a motherfucker with claws, you're like, I <laughs> want to be that guy. Yeah, as far as uh, superheroes, those are my four favorite. Um, but let's go into a little bit of spoilers. Um, probably probably going to jump from scene to scene. I'm not going to describe the whole movie for you like we did in the last one, um, just because I have a short-term memory. Okay. Um, so the movie is oddly starts out a little confusing, actually, because the main character, well, it appears the main character is not Billy Batson at the beginning, but some other kid. He's kind of, um, a weak kind of child figure. He's got glasses on. He's, uh, sitting in the backseat of this old car. His older brother, his older brother appears to be in his twenties at this point. And the, the kid sitting in the back seats, maybe... 10 i'm not i'm not quite sure 12 the father is much older uh he's got he's wearing glasses as well uh they're driving down a street and the boy's kind of playing with this uh magic ball like eight ball magic eight ball where you shake it and it says stupid shit like right and am i gonna get laid in the future and you shake it no fucking chance you know that kind of right. thing <laughs> um ask again later <laughs> that's what she said anyway the 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 brothers they're both dicks the father and the older brother both dicks to this kid like i feel bad for the kid starting out and i think anybody watching the movie probably would be too but the older brother like snatches the ball from him and you know they both like pound on the boy like why are you so weak um why are you so annoying blah 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 the kid's kind of just looking down like fuck just give me my ball back and you know right and the the older brother's like well well i can't remember the kid's name will whatever be ever grow up to be a man and he says nope and he's like hands the ball back (laughs) (laughs) what a dick his complete dick well while they're they're driving the car becomes frosted the 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 windows become cold can't see out um the boys um the boy's freaking out, but the, the father and the brother don't seem to notice, right? And suddenly this hmm. car's uh, transported into Shazam's lair, the wizard. The boy gets okay. out of the car and he, he approaches this long hallway. There's these various um, displays. Like there's like a caterpillar, some weird caterpillar in one, another junk in the, in the hallway there. But to the left of the boy, when he walks into the hall, there's seven statues of demons. To the right is a ball of power of some kind. Standing, you know, far down the the hallway is Shazam. And Shazam's like, I'm trying to find a champion, basically. And he he goes into the whole spiel of righteousness, um, wholesomeness, virtue, and all this other junk. Right. Um, But he said the one thing... the one thing he had, he tests him. He tests his, um, I guess his ability to not be tempted 
by the evil powers. And the seven okay. statues are apparently demons trapped inside actual statues. And um, oh. the wizard Shazam is basically holding these seven demons uh, at bay with his power. But he's growing weak. He's old. He needs to pass on his power before they're released. So okay. the boy is tempted by the globe sitting on the stand. He try, He goes over there to reach for it. The, the demons basically tell him, don't you want to show your father how powerful you are? And, you know, blah, blah, you know, lures him in with these promises. Well, the boy goes for the power the demons are trying to present to him. And, and Shazam's like, no, and slaps him with a cane. And uh, <laughs> basically tells him to get the hell out. He's not worthy. Um, okay. And the kid's like, no, no, I need the power, you know. Uh, and then he's sent back, back to the car as they're driving down the ho- highway. And the kid starts flipping out. He wanted that power. Whether it was from the demons or Shazam, he didn't care. He wants the power, basically. Right. Because he's in this weird dynamic with his family where he's the weak one. They're older, you know, etc. He's the young one. He has nothing. Well, there for a minute, I thought we were going to get to see like a uh, a small preview of like a Black Adam. That's what backstory. I That's what I thought. Yeah, Be- because uh, for those of you that have never read the comics and don't know anything about Black Adam, he was the original holder of of Shazam's power. Uh, he was the original chosen one, right? Yep. Yep. And he the power eventually corrupted him and Shazam had to lock him away. So I, when you were leading in with this, I thought, Oh my God, this is going to be like a, you know, like a setup for a later movie. Yeah. For, for it, black Adam. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. He's from my knowledge. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not an avid, avid reader of comics, but I read a number of Shazam comics but I don't rem- I don't ever remember um, this character who's supposed to be um, Doctor Savannah uh, is the character. I don't think he ever. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think he ever gained any Shazam powers like Black Adam or you know Captain Marvel. So yeah, that confused me as well. I thought that was gonna be Black Adam. But um, they skip forward. Um, go go to Billy Batson. You know, he's basically in front of a, a store somewhere, and um, he, he's, there's these two cops. They pull up. Their their lights and siren are on. Um, he's like, "Thank God you're here." Um, they're right back there, officer. Right, right in the back room. Um, I don't know what he reported who for, but the store is empty. The two cops go in there. They're going into the back room. He runs out. And he closes the gate that is in the front of some shops that are in like really bad neighborhoods. Right. And he locks the cops in there. And um, <laughs> and he runs into the cop car and he's like, um, thanks a lot for, for the car. And he starts looking up somebody's information. Uh, and you find out that he's he's still looking for his mother. Um, and um, it kind of flashes back to a carnival. His mother is sitting next to him on a carnival booth where she's throwing darts. And she's just missing everything. And she's just like, I'm not very good at this game, you know. But she wins like a little compass on a keychain. It's like, you know, he wanted a tiger. And she's like, this is better than a tiger. This will always lead you home. Or always give you a direction or whatever. 
and um, she's walking through the crowd uh, with the kid in, in tow holding his hand. They kind of break loose from each other because he drops the compass. He goes for the compass, and when he comes back, he can't find his mother. So the, somebody calls the cops or, some, you know, uh, and the kid's sitting on the top of the cop car, and the cops are like, you know, the mother's always come back. Somebody's going to come get you. Well, fast forward past that. And Billy Batson is a foster child, and apparently he's been through numerous adoption agencies and numerous families. And so that's the reason why he was in the cop car looking for his mother's address. Basically, he's looking for anybody with the last name of Batson. Um, okay. He goes to every house. Um, he's got this huge notepad with, like, I think he said he's been through 25 different people. Well, he shows up the latest address, knocks on the door, and he's talking to the person as if they were his mother. And he's like, um, I just want to say, you know, and he kind of goes into a spiel. Um but this latest one, is, and the woman says, I don't think I'm your mother. She opens the door, and it's a black lady. <laughs> so it's pretty okay. clear. That's not his mother. Um, the cops pick him up and, like, um, and takes him to another foster place. He goes to some counselor, and she's like, look, you've, you've ran from five different families so far. Um, there's some people out in the hallway who would like to take you in. They seem very cool. Um, right away, they seem very cool. Um, it makes okay. So let me stop you for a second. Mm -hmm. So that's a little different from from the, the takes the traditional takes, right? Yeah, it's definitely uh, different. usually usually the foster mother's like a real tyrant, like a bitch. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely different. I mean, I mean, considering he's been through five families, maybe he's he's much older. He's like. 1450 so maybe he's already had that experience previous okay so, i mean it's not it's not really <clears throat> that important to me uh i just i wanted to point out that that's a little different yeah it, it's definitely a different take on shazam because it's a more gritty reality based kind of situation for a child that young uh and for a comic book movie right you know a lot of them don't deal with uh Broken homes, unless I guess you count the uh, fuck. What's his name? Guardians of the Galaxy, the main character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So this new family takes him in. They're really nice. Um, it's amazing. There's a huge family dynamic here, which I won't go into because it's very convoluted. And there's so many characters within the household that each one is unique. And he has a relationship with all of them. Um, but the the main one he has a relationship with is the, is the handicapped kid you see in the trailers, kind of on crutches. Um, you know, right away, the handicapped kid's a huge superhero buff. He, he has a bullet from, I guess that was shot at Superman, kind of hidden in his one of his drawers or whatever. And he's got a replica Batarang. You know, he's a huge fan. But skip forward, you know, the relationship between these different characters kind of developing. Uh, the character, the disabled kids, school's just over. So the disabled kids buy the truck. You see this scene in the trailers. He's getting jumped by these two guys. They basically hit him with his truck to begin with, which is fucking nuts. They just, they drive up. What? Yeah, they're driving up, speeding down the street. 
whip their truck over and hit this handicapped kid with his fucking truck. And nobody's calling the cuss or nothing. That's like holy shit. That is that's attempted murder, people. I'm I'm sorry, but I I mean we grew up around some real assholes, but <laughs> I don't ever remember. I don't ever re- remember directly anybody going out of their way to harm a handicapped person <laughs> or a handicapped kid or, or a disabled kid. I mean that's. That's fucking insane. It's nuts, right? I mean, is, does this shit happen in other places? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I guess we're missing out. <laughs> I don't. I really don't want to miss out. I mean, I really don't want any part of that. Anyway. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's I, I was kind of blown away by that. Like, they could have done some serious damage. Like, I know it was a movie, but wow. Like, I, I don't know. That kind of blew me away for a second. I mean, and it's not shown in the trailer. It's. It's only seen in the movie. They hit him. And the fucked up thing is they come out and blame him for the scratch on the side of the fucking truck because of his cane. What the hell? (laughs) This movie's full of assholes. And so they start beating on the disabled kid. And Billy Batson's real real tough guys. (laughs) I know, right? And they're much older. I I think they're the oldest kids in the school. You don't see anybody as big as them, except for maybe some, some girls. It's really strange. I don't know what grade. Maybe they missed, got held behind multiple times. I don't know. But they're well, apparently they're they're not too bright. They're not the brightest guys. Yeah, it, that kind of blew me away. So anyway, Billy Batson is thinking like, oh, "Fuck this!" I, you know, I don't want to get involved in this shit. So I, you know, I've already dealt with this in my previous schools, whatever. But you know, then the kids, one of the kids, are like, "You think your family's new family's going to help you? Your fake family or whatever?" So I guess that sets Billy Batson off. He comes back and whacks one of the kids with the, you know, one of the disabled kids, um, stick, whatever the hell. So he he whacks him upside the head, and they both start chasing him, and he starts running, running, um. He gets away, gets to the subway system. Um, and while he's sitting there thinking about it, you know, and it skips to another scene. I can't remember if this scene happens before he gets to the subway or after. But basically, Dr. Sylvana, the much older one that you see in the, in the trailers, the bald-headed guy in this weird kind of leather getup. Um, right. He's been running these experiments. Basically, uh, well, not running an experiment, the funding an experiment, um, research into mass hysteria. Basically, a lot of people have been summoned by Shazam all over the world. And it's weird because I always thought in Shazam, I didn't think there was a process. I thought he just automatically summoned this kid as his champion, right? No, no, he... Uh, in the original storyline, from what I can remember, he was he had been searching since since Black Adam. He had been searching for a replacement. For I mean, that had to be hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Yeah, maybe even thousands. Yeah. Right. Okay, so he's he's been through this search process, and it, it wasn't. It doesn't seem like there was any uh, criteria. It was older women. Uh, Fat, skinny, young, old, it didn't seem to matter. He was searching for anybody of pure of heart, basically. Um, and apparently, he'd been having a really fucking hard time. 
But Dr. Um, Silvana is in the middle of a kind of interview with one of the patients. And the patient's, you know, describing what she's been through. And so Dr. Silvana's heard all this shit. He looks like he's bored in the background. He's like, get on with it. You know? And then um, the the researcher is asking these questions. And he, he jumps in and asks a question. It's like, I can't remember the question offhand, but she says, I have a video. I have a video. Oh, he, he says, Do, have you ever seen these symbols? And these symbols are, if you watch the trailer, you see on the subway, they're, they're kind of like these symbols that are popping up on the subway line uh, sign. It kind of shows the numbers or where you're going to Yeah, go. yeah. It's kind of like digitally or whatever, you know, kind of like flashes over top of stuff yeah yeah and, and it's similar to that so he shows this piece of paper to um the woman and showing these symbols have you ever seen these symbols she said yeah i got a video and she shows the video and he realizes something from it. he realizes that the the symbols he had um were correct but he runs to his office and the research ladies ladies following him it's like you can't interrupt my interviews. You're supposed to be funding my research. It's mine. And she's chasing him into the room to kind of, you know, discuss this whole issue. And he goes into it. I haven't been funding your research into mass hysteria. I've been trying to uncover the secrets of these symbols. So the the doctor's like, are you you're saying that magic is real? You're, you're, that's not complete nonsense. And she goes, you know, rambles on about the whole thing. He's like, yes, it is real. I thought these symbols might have been out of order, but they weren't. They just were listed seven times. So he repeats the the markings on a door. That's kind of like not going anywhere. It's a door that's kind of like in the middle of the room that's not attached to anything. Right? If you open the door and oh, walk okay. through, you'd be in the same room, basically. Yeah, right. Uh, so he writes these symbols on the door seven times. He opens the door. Well, the lady you know, slams her hand on the door and says, this is not real. The magic's not real. And suddenly she fucking starts melting. It looks like her body's becoming liquefied into like this black acid. Her skin's like falling off and her face becomes deformed and she like, melts oh, wow. to the form. Yeah, it's very gruesome. Um, very horror-esque, for sure. So she f- melts away and eventually she just disappears. Um, and he goes through the door and he sees Shazam. And he goes into a whole dialogue about how he said he wasn't worthy. And you can see Shazam's very weak. It looks like he's been looking for people constantly. Like when he was, when the researcher was looking for people who had seen the symbol before, it looked like there were hundreds of people. Who knows how many? Um, Shazam's visibly weak. He looks like he can barely sit straight anymore. He's slouched and, you know, visibly weakened. And the statue's like, he's too weak to stop us. Take it. And he reaches over and grabs the orb and puts it in his eye, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the statues all begin to crumble. And um, they, like, absorb into Dr. Savannah. Like all, there's seven, seven of them, one for each sin. And he gains all the power. He goes 
he leaves. I can't remember if there was any. I think he no, Shazam tries to zap him or whatever, and Shazam like grabs the lightning bolt in midair as like a reflex. He doesn't realize he's powerful until that moment. But he um, grabs a lightning bolt and throws it back at Shazam. Shazam slams into his chair and he's just stuck there. Like it almost like looks like he's dead, but you know he's not dead because obviously the story would be fucking over. Wouldn't that be incredible though? <laughs> Movie over. Like, like yeah, I mean, just credits start rolling and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, and he goes back, um, and then Billy Batson's summoned by Shazam. He's looking for one last hero, and the and the funny thing is. This is a weird take on the on the Shazam story because I don't think this is normally how it works. Shazam cannot test Billy Batson because the devil, the demons are no longer there to tempt him. the The alternate source of power is no longer there, so he can't he can't really test Billy Batson, right? There's nothing. He's, right. he's basically saying, you are my last chance. You are our last hope. The greatest evil has been released into mankind, and they will destroy man. He's like, you are our last hope. You, you're the only choice I have. So that's a weird conundrum. So he's the chosen one. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's just another part. He's a latched, ditched effort, right? He's untested. Okay. There's nothing saying he's worthy of the power at all. He's just the last choice that Shazam has before he loses all his power. So he gives this kid the power. Yeah, that's definitely different because yeah, the, the original the original storyline is just, you know Billy Baxton is the chosen one, yeah. right? Yeah, like he's he is deemed worthy. Yeah, and that's. I think, and that's kind of how the story kind of, this is a growing moment. It's not, it's not about a character being chosen, but about a kid growing into the shoes that Shazam, you know, the power and the responsibility that Shazam is, you know, it's not about a kid who just gets power and then fucks off. Knows, knows how to use it. Yeah. He's got to develop. And that's pretty much okay. what the whole movie is about. That moment, he's not chosen. He's we don't even know if he's worthy, but he becomes worthy, right? Okay, and so we go back to Doctor Savannah, and he's um, there's this massive tower. It's Savannah Towers or some nonsense. Savannah Incorporated, whatever. It's a huge skyscraper building. It just says Savannah on it. He goes in. Um, he goes into the main conference room where his father's sitting at the top of the table. So apparently, <clears throat> oh, you know what? I skipped a huge portion of the explanation. So I go back. I had to jump back to the beginning of the movie just to explain this. Back at the beginning of the movie, when uh, the kid came back and started screaming uh, that he wanted the power of the power, um, his father's, you know, turning around trying to, get a good whack at him and his brother's trying to fight his little brother. Um, and the father kind of swerves, almost hits another truck because it's coming in the on oncoming traffic and he's in the other lane going towards it. And he spins out of control. 
Uh, he takes a moment to break the younger son and he's like, you goddamn sissy boy, whatever. Um, and while he's doing that fucking Big Mac truck comes the other direction, hits the car, sending the father flying out of the car. Um, the car is rolling over several times. The boy, both boys get out of the car. The oldest one blames the younger one for being the whole problem. The father looks like he's going to fucking die. But it, it turns out that he's just broken his back or something. So okay. go back to the conference room. That's I had to explain that to make this make sense. The boys, you know, seeking revenge against his family. The, the, they've always belittled him. Said he had no power. Said he wasn't a man. You know, on and on. He comes back into the conference room and just uh, lays into the father. You know, you said I'd never have power. Your money is not power. You know, this is power. And he shows him these uh, demons kind of jump out of him. Um, and bef- well, be- before that, a little bit before that, he grabs the older brother. Their older brother's threatening him. You can't come in here. You can't. You can't. I'm not going to let you touch her father, blah, blah, blah. He grabs him by the foot and throws him straight out the skyscraper. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And then the demons come out and he and they start tearing up everybody else inside the conference room uh, until they're all dead. And then the father is like, uh, look, I'll give you anything. He starts begging for his life. I'll give you money. I'll, I'll give you the whole company. He said, well, that's your sin, isn't it? Greed. Um, and then he kind of walks out of the room, uh, reabsorbs six of the demons uh, greed is in the dark corner and he says, greed, you can have him. And then greed comes out and starts beating the living shit out of him because it has four arms for whatever reason. It's like a huge gorilla-esque kind of demon that just beats the shit out of the father until he's dead. And then he goes down yeah. the elevator and we cut forward. Um, <clears throat> and Billy Batson's now got this power. He, he comes back to the foster care home and he's knocking on the window he said, this is Billy. Don't panic or whatever. Well, the disabled kid panics, starts screaming for the um, foster father. Uh, and then he's like, no, no, it's me, Billy. You see it in the trailer, I'm pretty sure. So uh, he says, come back out when the lights go out. So he comes out um, to find out what the hell's going on with this stranger. Um, That's a poor choice for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he brings. Uh, he don't worry. I'm your friend, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, old guy. Uh, yeah, it's kind of creepy in a way, right? Uh, but he comes prepared. You know, he's got nine one one dialed on his phone. He says, "You better explain yourself quick before I press this button." And Billy's flipping out. Uh, he's like, "It's you know." He explains the whole thing and what happened. So immediately, jump to a scene of them experimenting with powers. Because the the foster kid, the disabled one, is kind of, you know, super excited about the whole issue. Yeah. Um, As one would be. Yeah. So they start try, trying everything. Um, trying flight, uh, you know, different things, and everything fails. He, you know, he says, believe. He says, and and as, he, as he leaps off the car and tries to fly, he just hits the ground. He's like, were you believing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking believing. <laughs> uh, uh, it's pretty hilarious. I, I, think, 
I think that speaks to like what I was saying in the last podcast about how Shazam is has this childlike uh, view of what a superhero should be. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we as adults, if let me put it to you like this, Lawrence, if if you showed up at my house like all buffed out, and he was like, "I got superpowers." That would probably scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> it's just roids. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would be frightened. I mean, really frightened because, you know, as adults, we understand that, you know, There's bad things can happen. Lots of bad things can result from that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as a child, I mean, as children, you're like, oh, wow you know let's see what we can do yeah it's 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 one of the best origin movies i think i've seen i think it might top top like spider-man maybe not uh the miles morales into the spider-verse one but close that was so good that was oh man it was so good yeah it doesn't top that i mean i don't think anything can but it was up there um so yeah, they keep experimenting with powers. Uh, they go to like a corner store somewhere, Seven Eleven or whatever, um, to buy beer because, of course, that's the first thing you're gonna try, right? Yeah, you know it. Oh, actually, right, right before that, this is how they get the money. I should probably explain this. Oh boy, there's they're both discussing what he should be called, standing in the middle of like dark kitty park or somewhere or somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and you know, they're coming up with Captain Twinkle Fingers and I don't know, all kinds of really weird fucking names. Like, and they never come up with a name through the whole movie, by the way. It's weird. Like, he comes up with a hundred different names and none of them stick. Um, like, what was it? Lightning Crack <laughs> was one of them. That, <laughs> that's a, that's an awesome name. Or Thunder Crack Ooh. or something. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Bassin turns on isn't that a butt thing? <laughs> right. Oh, it's hilarious. But there's these there's this mugger mugging this woman and and on uh, the handicap kids like nudging um Billy Batson like uh and he's like, Oh yeah, right. And so he dashes to go help and I guess he accidentally triggers his super speed because he slams yeah. into the guy at Mach ten and like yeah. bounces them into the garbage or something. Yeah. Um, Speed of Mercury. Yeah. So he grabs them, lifts them up, and you know does the superhero thing. Uh, Would you robbing this old woman? And the the old woman turns out to be like a twenty year old you know person. Him, <laughs> 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 it's an old lady. Right. It's like, wait a second, I'm as old as you are, I think. And um, and she's like, and he's like. Well, I, I came to save the day, and she's like, I've already maced him. Well, I, I came to save your purse. It's like, I still have my purse. It's like, hmm, well, uh, I can't remember why he punches the, the, the robber, but he punches him for some reason, maybe because he was moving. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he punches him, and he flies across the park. And she's like, oh, okay, here, just take it. <laughs> and then she splits, like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you would, right? <laughs> yeah. So he ends up with, like, 75 bucks or something crazy like that. That's where they get the money to go get the beer. 
So while they're getting the beer, two robbers show up and they're, they're both hiding, even Billy Batson, because he's still not in the mentality that he's this the hero. Right. Right. He's he's, oh, he's still a kid. Yeah, he's still a kid. And again, the handicapped kid is like, go up there. Come on. This is your chance. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, then he steps up there. Uh, the handicapped kid is recording all this shit. Um, the the two guys start shooting at him. He's like, wow. And the, the handicapped is like, wow, bullet m- immunity. I think that's in the trailers, too. What's not yeah. in the trailers is um, one of the robbers drops their gun. So he, he picks it up. It's like, here, uh, try that again or whatever. So both the robbers are shooting like 10 shots into his chest and they're all just bouncing off. He's like, well, and then the handicapped says, well, we got to test whether it's the suit or you. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so the robbers start shooting him in the face. He's, Billy Batson's like, well, no. And then it starts bouncing off his face, and Billy Batson's like, wow, that kind of tickled a little bit. <laughs> and then the next scene, you see them both flying out the window, just like the trailer. Um, and it kind of progresses from there. They kind of, Billy Batson's and, and this, this kid goes back, you know, they see the cops come in, and then they start, they split. They start running off. Um, right. They go back to the foster home, and Billy Batson's still Shazam. He still doesn't understand how his powers work. They're, they're creeping up the stairs. The, the foster parents are generally concerned about the kid. You know, they're talking about how they've run away. You know, they're generally in the movie very concerned for all the kids they have in their care. You know, and they put it out there pretty prevalent. Um, and, uh, the handicapped kid, no, it's just me. Um, and the, the older, the, the woman, the wife, I don't know if she's a wife. They don't, they don't really get into that. The wife of the foster family says, you know, is Billy Batson with you? And and of Shazam, you know, his older voice is like, yep, I'm right here. And they're both like, wait a second, who's with you? And so they're running to their room. They, they lock the door. The The little sister in the family kind of sees that. Uh, he's Shazam. Because they, they kind of... Um, I don't know what makes him say it, but he says, ever since I got this power from that wizard Shazam, and then lightning bolt comes through the ceiling and hits him, he turns back to Billy Batson. Okay. Um, and the little girl says, you know, I guess she doesn't hold secrets, but the little girl says, you know, he says, you know, what makes a good little sister is keeping a secret. And that makes her keep the secret, at least for a while. Um... It kind of progresses. It's it's a lot of kids' life at this point. Yeah. The the handicapped kids, like you know, and they're you know he's still being picked on by those two goons or whatever, and he's, he he makes this elaborate promise that Shazam, like they they go to like a construction yard or something, and they're recording all these various tests on um his abilities. Okay. And, um, yeah, like uh, you kind of see some of that in the trailer. Yeah, like he's and he's jumping he's, and yeah, uh, fire you know, immunity to, and all kinds of yeah. weird stuff. Um, he's uploading all that into YouTube. So this, this character Shazam is getting very, very popular. Captain Marvel. I still don't know what they're going to call him. Shazam's not really his name. They don't even address that in the movie. Um, they don't address it in the comics anymore. They yeah, just, everybody just calls him Shazam. I think everybody knows that's Captain Marvel. Like you can, 
Marvel can steal all the names they want. They, they can steal Superman if they want. And they, nobody's going to stop calling Superman Superman. Right? Right. Um, I mean, Superman Superman. Yeah. So Sazam's Captain Marvel. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but anyway, Captain Marvel, you know, they get through all these tests. He's, he's popular on YouTube. The, the kids at school, he's like, he's trying to get a little pop, kind, kind of trying to get a little popularity, trying to elevate himself in the social rankings, as it were. Um, and he says Shazam's going to come any moment, you know, at, at lunch tomorrow. Well, they're all like, yeah, right. Um, and Shazam has found out that he can get money for taking selfies with other people. So he's he's out there making money, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> the time for him to show up kind of rolls around. He's supposed to show up at the school. Um, but he's, he's, you know where Rocky runs up the stairs and he's like, yo, Adrian at the top of the fucking stairs? Yeah, in Philadelphia. There. Yeah, Philadelphia. Well, that's where Captain Marvel is standing, and he's putting on a lightning show. He's like, psh, 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 psh. you know, he's putting on this weird lightning yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> and people are throwing money into, like, this guitar case. Well, while he's doing that, he hits a fucking plane. Oh, wow. Or not a plane. No, he casts... He. This is kind of weird. I don't, I don't really understand, like how this particularly works, but he shot the lightning into the air and the lightning comes back down, hits a bus. Okay. The bus careens to the right and kind of like lurches off a bridge, like it's halfway hanging. Uh, the kid, the handicapped kid comes running at him. He's like, what are you doing? You're not doing superhero stuff. Look what you just did. You're, you're wasting your gifts. You know, if, I would give anything to have your powers. I mean, look at me. You know, nobody sees me for who I am. They only see me for, you know, they don't even see him, basically, is what he's saying. Right. So, you know, they They don't see him. They see that they see a cripple. Yeah. They don't see the they don't see the person. Yeah. So, you know, they're going through all that. Captain or Captain Marvel shoots out to go save the bus and he he still can't fly. He's just running. He runs underneath the bus. Uh, one guy hits the window. He's looking down at Captain Marvel and he's like, fuck, I'm doomed. There's this one guy down there. So Captain Marvel's looking around, figuring, trying to figure out how he can help. So he brings over a mattress. Second okay. guy falls, hits the window, and he's fucking panicked. And now he's panicking. He's like, no, no, no more, no more. And then another lady hits the fucking window. And now the bus is lurching forward and it just comes straight down at Captain Marvel. He manages to catch it. Right. Um, okay. And there's like a little dog right in the way. So he's trying to shoot the dog and put the bus down at the same time. But he managed to save the people. Um, basically becomes famous because a news crew shows up. He's on the news. That handicap kid comes back to harass him some more about how, you know, he's abusing his abilities and how he's not doing anything worthwhile with it. Um, and so, you know, Captain Marvel, Marvel kind of like, I don't know, he, he kind of shrugs it off. Um, he's having a hard time thinking about it. But, um, cut forward. And Dr. Savannah is looking for Captain Marvel. Um, because the demons told him that eventually uh, 
that there will be another out there. The chosen one has been chosen and he has to do something about him or he will gain the power to defeat him eventually. But right now he's inadequate and unexperienced. So he should go kill right. him now. Yeah. So right then, uh, Dr. Savannah shows up. Uh, he sees him. I guess he sees him on the news or whatever. Um, he comes down. That's when you see the trailer where they're fighting. Um, Billy Batson is very clearly not a fighter at this point. He, he beats the shit out of Billy bleeding out his nose. Um, but that's when he gives him the uppercut punch to the balls. Johnny style from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Johnny Cage. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, I bet you didn't see that coming, but they didn't seem to affect the old man. So. I don't know. He's got balls of steel. Um, so they go at it. Billy Batson's like just running. Like he's not a hero at all. You know, I think it's very similar to the, the first part where that guy got jumped. He helped, but he didn't stay. Right. He right. ran after. It's the same thing here. He punched him once, but he's running. And yeah. He, um, the child mentality, yeah. right? Like, this is like, an adult. Hit him hard and run away. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but Dr. Savannah takes him all the way up into like the upper stratosphere and drops him. And Captain Marvel's still trying to figure out how to fly all the way down. Uh, in the last second, right before he hits the pavement, he learns to float. Not fly, float. So he's like floating one inch off the pavement and he survives. And uh, he kind of gains the ability to kind of fly. It's more like a floating scoot, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Right. He's scooting through the air, basically. Uh, And Dr. Savannah's chasing him. um, And they they go through, like, a a mall. um, And he's fighting Captain Marvel, and Marvel's fighting. He's not even fighting back. He's in in the toy store. He's throwing throwing plushies at Dr. Savannah. <laughs> At one point, he grabs his huge ass Batman figure. He's like, "Fucking take this!" And then he throws the Batman at the guy. Um, I forget what the Batman figure says, but and he's I know I I seen that scene in the trailer yeah. where he picks up the Batman. He's like, "Get him, Batman!" And he th- <laughs> throws the Batman. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious, uh, and the whole movie's funny. That's the thing is, I'm not I'm not giving away any of the jokes and stuff. You guys can watch that. Um. It's really good. Like he's still running. He he runs out into the courtyard. There's lots of people, tons of people. Doctor Savannah's chasing him. He gets uh, Shazam to the ground and basically tells him, "You you need to give me your power." I don't remember if he tells him there or if it could be at different points, but that's what he's chasing him for. He's trying to gain Shazam's power. He wants not only the power of the demons, but the power of Shazam. Right. So, uh, in the confusion, uh, he just says Shazam and turns back into the kid and then kind of like blends in with the crowd. Well, Dr. Savannah is off, obviously pretty fucking intelligent because he's looking at like a televised uh, interview with Shazam and that handicapped kid who happened to be on camera with him. And he okay. realizes that kid's, you know, a friend of Shazam. Um, so the kid, uh, he sees the kid in the crowd. He grabs that handicapped kid and takes him hostage. Uh, has him lead him back to, um, back to the house, um, with the foster family. And, um, 
I'm going to explain a little bit more about kind of Shazam and, and Black Adam because I, don't, I, don't, I didn't mention that. So when Shazam the Wizard was talking to Billy Batson, the kid, he told him what would happen and how the demons were released. Basically, there were seven wizards at one point. Um, the six died. or Yeah, the six died trying to defend the world from what happened when they chose their first champion. The first champion turned against their masters, his masters. So that first yeah. champion is obviously Black Adam. They don't say who it is or mention it, but it it looks like Shazam, like the guy with the cape and all that stuff. It's told in kind of like a storyboard kind of manner, animated kind of scene. Um, you okay. see all these demons, like he's, Shazam's destroying all these like temples. I assume they like kind of held the demons at bay or held them in check. But the, basically the demons roamed free. And I guess um, Shazam himself kind of grouped them back up and sealed them away. So that's what happened to the other wizard. That's why he wants the power and why the demons want the power of Shazam. Um, I don't know what they would do with it, but I guess it has something to do with releasing more demons or whatever it is. Um, so fast forward back to the foster family home. Shazam standing outside, you know, he's inside, he's threatening the family with his demon. He says, you have to come in and give me your power. Uh, so what they do is they end up teleporting back to Shazam's lair. Um, and Dr. Savannah picks up the staff and he says, grab the staff. And, and he's like, no, gross. Um, <laughs> no, I think actually he said that to Shazam the wizard, but he says that to somebody when they say grab the, the staff. Um, and the guy trying to get his powers, but the family comes through the teleportation door and they're throwing like dumb shit. Like, like Shazam's on his knees. He's got his hand on the staff. The seven demons are surrounding him. And you had Dr. Savannah right next to him, you know, trying to get him to say the name. But the um, the kid, well, the kid with the batarang throws it at Savannah, and you see it like nicks the back of his head. So at this point, you see there's a weakness. Before he never took any damage. You know, Shazam punched him in the ball and didn't do shit. Right. So now they know he's got a weakness. Um, when the when the demons leave Savannah's body, he kind of lowers in power level. If that makes sense. Like for each okay. demon, he releases. He lowers in power. So you can see the scar. You can see the cut on the back of his head. But the, the seven demons jump back into his body and you see this, the, the cut heal instantaneously. Um, at this point, Shazam kind of like um, runs for it with the kids and they kind of run. And um, there, there's this odd room with all these doors. They're like, they open a door and there's like other worlds on the other side of these doors. They're trying to figure out how to get back home. And Shazam, I'm not sure who does it, but one of them suggests he just think about it. Like they ask him how he got back home the first time. He said, well, I just thought about it. And so he gets everybody close and he just thinks about it. And he teleports back 
to the clearest thing he could think about, which happens to be a strip club, which I didn't go over. But okay, they, <laughs> they come out of this strip club. That's one of the things he did while he was an older Suzanne. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not giving. Yeah, of, of course, of course you would. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to give away everything, but right. they they come out of the the strip club and they're running. Uh, Doctor Savannah bursts out of the top of the strip club and he's got the staff in hand because he's, he's going to force Shazam to give up the powers. Uh, the seven demons kind of capture all these uh, kids. I can't remember if they catch them in the street or they catch them at the carnival. They, they head towards the carnival. That's where the climactic battle happens. Um, well, that's good. Uh, end it where it started. End it where it started, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, which is neat. Um, so they're shazam's trying to fight this guy um it's he's doing much better you know he's he's becoming heroic through these various moments you know he's growing um he realizes he has no choice but to step up at this point there's some things i skipped which i don't think you know if you really want the whole movie you can go watch the movie but this last scene is pretty interesting so a big fight happens the demons are Got the family. He walks up to um, the guy, and they all tell him, you know, pluck the eye out. That's his power. Um, and he he doesn't do that. Instead, I, f- I forget how they transition from that moment. He, he, Silvano's got the staff. He gets the staff away from Silvano. He turns around and slams the staff into the ground and tells the kids to grab the staff. And he says to say my name. They all say Billy Batson. Now he says, say my other name that I use to turn into this guy. They grab the staff and they all turn into fucking Captain Marvel. Like different oh, versions. It's the, it's the Marvel family. Right. Which is crazy. So he's basically his own fucking Justice League. <laughs> yeah. So now the family's fighting against these demons. But I'm just for a second though, I mean technically that was Billy's test, right? Like he could have he could have reached out and tried to pluck the guy's eye out, right? I no, I think He's, he, I think he dared him to do it because at that moment the demons had all his whole family. I don't remember what he did to get the staff away from him and get the family away from him. That I can't remember that part for some reason. But he gets the staff okay. away, and he gets the family free. Um, and at that moment, they, they transform into the Marvel family. But it's weird. I, I watched this with Trisha, and she says each individual kid had a different power. Now, I don't think I paid enough attention to determine that. Okay. But, like, each so kid, one of them had the strength of atlas yeah one of them had the speed of mercury one of them had so on so forth yeah and which which matches because there was five of them there's five letters in shazam no there's six letters right so i don't i don't actually i don't understand well yeah i mean there's six letters so how did they determine which ones would get which power I don't know. Because Captain Marvel retained all the powers, right? The kids had individual yeah. powers. Because, uh, like, 
I do remember like one girl running up instead of like flying, she would run up the side of a Karis wheel to save some people falling out. And it's a huge okay. fight, so I'm not going to describe the whole scene, but they all each individually use their powers. Um, I think, yeah, it's it was interesting the take on that. So I don't know if that will technically work. Because what if he just had the power to fly? Right? That's, I mean, you're not going to beat anybody with that. So, uh. I mean, it's interesting. I, it was interesting. I I, I was very impressed that they went this direction to be honest because it doesn't it doesn't lend to the idea that they would include him into the justice league right because why would he need the justice league when he's got a whole fucking team by himself you know why he needs the justice league because it's cool to hang out with superman and batman probably that's why (laughs) that's i mean you, you got to remember too. This is still a fifteen-year-old kid. Like, yeah, that's true. Why it's, do I need the Justice League? Because I want to hang out with Batman and Superman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman because they're awesome. I mean, uh, this whole—I'm not going to describe this scene. This is something somebody can—you should really watch. It's very interesting. But he chases down um, Doctor Silvano. They had a one-on-one, you know, match. He basically outwits Dr. Savannah, not not outwit him directly, but lure out the demon that's still in his eye. The one that stays in his eye to give him power while the other ones detach. So he lures out um, Envy, which is like a midget runt or whatever. And he calls it a midget runt, you know, Envy, you know, little squirt, whatever. He calls it a bunch of names, lures it out, defeats it. Well, he turns into smoke. He grabs Dr. Savannah and heads back to the carnival. Um, basically, at this point, you know, he's won the day. Oops. Uh-oh. Hold on, I gotta answer this. Hello? Hello? Oh. That was like totally useless. Okay, so oh, fuck, I forgot about that. So they head back to the carnival. Um, it kind of wraps up there. I'm gonna, gonna jump forward here. They save the day. Uh, they discover their new lair. You know, they're gonna use Shazam's wizard cave as their lair. And I'm not really sure where they're gonna take this. Um, so it, is Shazam the wizard for all intents and purposes? He is now dead. Correct. As far as I can tell, I mean, there's nothing left of him. Hmm. Um, when he, when Billy Batson took the power, he, he turned into like this black kind of ash and kind of disappeared. So I assume that means that's the last of him. But he's a wizard, so who knows? Right. So, you know, the, the story winds up. And uh, the handicapped kids sitting in the theater, I mean, not the theater, the cafeteria, we're kind of back at that point in the story where, you know, he promised people Shazam would pop up. His whole foster family shows up at the table and Shazam walks in. He says, hey, cool kid, you know, whatever. I forget what he really says. But the interesting thing is, you know how I said Superman shows up? Yeah. Well, Superman shows up. Oh, really? Yeah, but you only see like his chest. Like legit shows up. Yeah, you oh, only see his okay. chest, though. 
because he's sitting down, which is interesting. Um, there's a couple of extra credit scenes that you can um, you can stay to see. It's after the credits. There's two things. Um, and there's tons of Easter eggs. There's tons of stuff in this movie. It's just a really good movie. Um, definitely check it's, it out. Sounds like they went above and beyond. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, that's the thing. They stayed true to the fan base. It grows a new character for DC. It's, you know, it's original, homegrown kind of DC character. It's funny. It's kind of like the whole Spider-Man great responsibility comes with, you know, great power comes with great responsibility and all that jazz. So he kind of develops right. over the, the series. Of the, and it's a two-hour and something movie. There's more development in this movie than Pet Cemetery. Right. So it's definitely well, a watch. DC's been throwing a lot of stuff at the wall. It seems like they finally found something that'll stick. Right? Yeah. Like I said, they just need to get rid of whoever was on top of production, whether it was Christopher Nolan or Zack Snyder, whoever it was, that was they were dragging it down. At least to me, I think they were. All right. Well, uh, you got me wanting to see it. So, <laughs> all right, we're signing off for there, and uh, hopefully, this will be up soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Thank you for listening to the Legendaries. You can visit us on Twitter, Legendaries Cast. You can visit us on Facebook, Legendaries Podcast. Uh, keep checking us out. Keep trying to give us reviews. If you can help out any share, retweet, whatever you can do. We're trying to build up a following. Now, it might seem that we're focusing a lot on movie reviews, and that is not our only category. We're kind of up in the air about what we're doing. It's hard to tell what people like because we're not really receiving any feedback. You can even email us at thelegendariespodcast at gmail.com. If you got any anything you want to share with us that might be helpful, um, that would be fantastic. Next week we'll be doing a discussion over Masayama. Um, if you don't know who that is, he's referred to as God Hand. For the gamers out there, uh, the guy Ryu in Street Fighter is based off of him. So check it out. Check us out. Thank you again.